0: At first, I kind of felt guilty capitalizing, if you will, on this situation. And, but um, it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, people are, people are requesting it. We're not searching for it. People are coming and saying, oh, you design this. Can you make these shirts? Can you do this? And it's all that topic.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Apparel Academy. I'm super excited for this episode because we have assembled a rock star group of apparel decorators so that they can share their experiences with you and what they're doing during the whole current situation and uncertainties to keep their businesses thriving. Before we get started, I want to give a quick background on our guests that we have today. First off, meet Corey Pendergraft from SignCo Designs, which offers a wide variety of custom apparel services, ranging from vinyl to heat transfer to embroidery. Next, meet Jason and Susanna Pearson, owners of Five Heart Creations, a family-owned custom apparel shop. And as you'll see in the upcoming video, they have a specialty in embroidery that you might be able to pick up a few things from. Last but not least, meet Carl Henderson, owner of Pink Gator Gear. That's P-I-N-C Gator Gear, whose products were featured on American Ninja, Netflix, and Bravo. He's also the official licensed vendor of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Um, Put some context into kind of the current, current situation as to uh, with regards to how you guys have been dealing with it and what kind of impact have you seen with the current, current situation as it relates to kind of your
2: revenue or your business? I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk too much, but um, humbly speaking, I mean, ideally, of course, you know, things would change, especially, you know, things would slow down, You know, it seems like overnight, globally, everybody had to slow down, right? Everything changed. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, oddly, business has doubled within the last month. Mm -hmm. Um, I I could not have predicted that in any shape or fashion, you know what I mean? Right, okay. And so, humbly speaking, I'm thankful, and I just tell the wife, look, I'm gonna ride the wave. Okay. Just Mm -hmm. let me work. Um, And and I'm just, I'm just thankful, but you know, on the bright side, I just look at it like for me and my home and other people in the same industry. It's our time to be creative. Uh, Just like Recoma is y'all put content up every single day, regardless, Uh, you're positive with it. And so we just, I just, you know, look at this time to create and keep creating and work on things and that I may not be as good at. We don't have any deadlines. We're not pressed for any time Mm
0: -hmm. on the bright
2: side. so. Let me work on my craft and work on different areas business-wise um, that I can improve on. A lot of business owners, especially small, uh, small business
1: owners and startups, um, one of the kind of um, knee-jerk reaction when it comes to these uncertainties is to scale back. Um, how, however, what, what people tend to not think about is that in a time of uncertainty, many times when everyone is scaling back, it actually presents a lot more opportunities. What are some of the things that you guys are doing, or are there any particular things that you guys are focusing on during this time that you feel have contributed to you being able to still thrive in this uncertainty?
0: Uh, we've been slamming busy, making we're we're making masks. My wife okay. and and uh, we're doing we're donating to uh, masks to first responders and frontliners. Uh, to cotton. make sure that, you know, they're the double layered cotton cloth or, you know, they're not the N95 or, or anything like that, but it's some layer of protection to those that can get none. So we've been crazy busy with that. I think in the past two weeks, you've made how many?
3: 650, 650.
0: Yeah. Oh, Sorry. I need to call you. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's And it started off as, you know, someone contacting us and saying, hey, can you get me these masks and they're in the restaurant business and um, they're doing excellent things for the community, you know, through donations, they're feeding our first responders and we just teamed up with them and we've gotten, I can't even tell you just the exposure, just, I mean, yes, we're donating, I'm donating my time, but the satisfaction that you get from helping and the exposure that the company is getting, that our business is getting is phenomenal
0: um i have a whole site up i designed shirts for him uh, like whole logos and different like mm-hmm. ranks you know private uh, and all that just um designed a bunch of things for him for shirts for that and he's selling those and it's for a fundraiser as well but it's business um i was just contacted actually last night by a lieutenant in our local EMS who i did patches for um he wanted to do a shirt so i've i've designed a shirt for all of our counties um, emergency services there you go uh, first responders okay. at first I kind of felt guilty capitalizing if you will on this situation and like I don't want to be the guy make trying to make money on this because this mm. whole thing is just awful for everybody right. it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay people are people are requesting it we're not searching for it people are coming and saying right. hey, you design this can you make these shirts can you do this and it's all that topic
1: Right. Yeah. And, and businesses, especially during this time needs to pivot the the ability for you to adapt and to capture opportunities that are present, um, you know, speaks volumes to the ability for small businesses to, to not only survive, but thrive in an uncertain, um, situation. Anything else that you guys, um, or what, what are your thoughts on kind of, uh, things that you want to focus on during this time that either, you hadn't had the time to do before.
4: For me, it's been huge to be able to have the time. I actually have organized my workspace drastically, um, reorganized okay. some equipment since I've added some. I'm taking this time to really test T&E, some, some new products and different ways. Um, I was reached out today about doing some sublimation patches uh, in reference okay. to the virus. So, you know, taking this time to learn some new things and perfect some skills, uh, digitizing and stuff like that. I, I, I do graphic design as well. And digitizing is a whole other beast. Um, yes, but right. I've been taking this time to kind of further my education on, on everything that I'm doing.
1: And going to... back to my point on, on how businesses can pivot during this time, right? Like in, digitizing as a service is still a revenue generation stream, right? Like it's still, again, it's just thinking about ways to, to make sure you can get revenue, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. kind of ride over this, uh, this hump. Um, and things will turn back to normal. I mean, it's, it's not a matter of, uh, if it's just a matter of when, uh, and then right. the, the, the savvy business owners are the ones that are positioning themselves right now when, you know, other people are either, you know, fe- um, fearful or scared or, or, or back, um, just, just across the board and you're investing in the areas right. that you can improve on so that when things return back to normal, right, you are well positioned to capitalize and, and be in front of your, your competition. Uh, when do you guys expect things to, to return uh, back to normal? And um, you know, what are some of the things that you're, you're preparing for when that time comes?
4: I would probably say that people are gonna be really looking for the made in the USA. Um, I feel like that okay. might be a key aspect of your marketing and to make sure that these people know that you're, you're local, um, you're in their community, And I feel like they're going to feel safer from ordering a product that might be coming from within the USA. But as those businesses open back up and get employees back in there, they're going to need product. They're going to need solutions for for even, uh, and some businesses are booming right now um, during this crisis. So, you know, grocery stores and law enforcement agencies, uh, hospitals, they're open. They're
2: not closing. I look at it like, like, like you mentioned, you, you know, there'll be a gradual increase in business. I'm not scaling back, I'm scaling up. You know, mm-hmm. And so uh, this whole time, I've been gradually scaling up in different ways that I may not have normally you know, ramped up before. There will always be business, I think personally, for people in the apparel industry, as long as you are remaining to be seen and be heard and do everything that you possibly can to be on the front of people's mind. Right. Um, I mean, at such a time like this, like you said, some businesses are booming. Like how? Because it's still a necessity. You just have to right. find out which area of necessity is
1: it. And one good thing about apparel is people are always going to wear clothes, right? I don't, I don't foresee that's that right, going away,
0: <laughs> going always. away anytime
1: soon. So that's, uh, you know, that's something that's that's re- that's going to be reassuring. I wanted to um, get your thoughts. Uh, you know, e- e- each of your thoughts on what <laughs> advice you would give for people that are just starting out in this business whether it's during this you know this particular situation or time period or just in general start with
4: one thing perfect that craft and then move on to another one if you try to get into too many different avenues at the beginning and you don't have the knowledge or the skills to keep up with it and you give a subpar product you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot from the beginning so all we even though we all do all, all of us here do multiple things now i'm sure it, it didn't start out that way i
0: my i guess my advice would be to embrace your strengths and not be afraid to admit you have weaknesses guy yeah. don't i'm not a huge fan of hats caps I've always loved patches, but I was like, oh, I wonder how I can make a patch. I wonder what's I've I tried so many different ways to do it, and I found one that works for me, and and modified it a bit for myself. And I've since then I've forged relationships with other embroiderers and custom apparel places where I get an, an order of somebody wants you know one color T-shirts, and they want fifteen hundred of them. Well, I'm not going to do that on my white toner printer, so I've got a buddy that I'll and not even necessarily subcontracting all the time. I'll just refer them to him. He can, you know, go send them straight there. But you know what? He's not so great (laughs) at patches. So whenever he gets somebody coming to him saying, hey, I want to do these patches, he sends them my way. He's like, here, talk to this guy.
3: Um, Do your research before you get into something. Because so many people that we have encountered that, You know, Jason is always willing to help. And when he does digitize or does something for a customer, um, they'll come back to him. And it, it, you know, it works out fine on our end. But when they get to it, they can't figure it out. And Jason has spent endless hours on the phone or, you know, trying to help them. No, do this. No, do that. And some people don't even know their machines. And it's kind of like, do your research because it becomes, you get deflated when you can't do it. You know, and then you just give up. And just, I, my first and foremost would be, do your research before you get into anything.
0: I, like in our case, I mean, I love my EM-1010, love it. It's a workhorse, it puts out fantastic products. I mean, I mean, I was able to stitch out a nice patch there, designed oh it gosh. for the German Navy. With that being said, not knowing that I was gonna fall into patches, I would love a larger embroidery, embroidery area. Mm. I wish yeah. I had a sash or a sash frame or something like that so I could do more patches at once. But right. I love the M1010 because our our original thought was we were going to do shows, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking and it's more it's more portable. Embroidery on-site embroidery people will love that. So let's yeah. I'm going to go with this one because it's portable and I can take it to shows and events.
4: Yeah, you're not carrying the MTO around. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. that,
2: that thing is like three, 300, so, f- 350
4: pounds I had to bring it up two flights
2: of stairs it's, <laughs> fun. can I say Delicious. something real quick yeah sure um, for people getting into the business also and people that are already in it please establish an online presence mm-hmm. um, with your business because of course the unforeseen has happened for all of us I have several clients that have their own business now they're trying to create a website you know create and instagram for their product you're kind of behind the ball yeah you know? social
0: media is is key absolutely I and mean, we have clients yes. like i said german navy to guam to south africa to yeah. California, like i uh, to my next door neighbor like yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> i can tell you everything but my next door neighbor came from social media because i've never been right. place, so. right.
1: yeah no for <clears> sure and and uh, as i mentioned embroidery is such a Visual craft right it's very very visually appealing to simply mm-hmm. showcase your your work and one of the things that i've always pe- uh, preached is that in your process of embroidering the orders, just take out a camera and take a photo or shoot a short short video it, It's not like you're going out of your way to to, to do yep. something you're going to do this anyways, so just snap a photo of it and, p- and post it because you're you're, yep. you're already doing the work and i guess the the last thing that um, I'll, I'll ask you guys is what are your goals for your business?
4: I mean, my goals would probably, I mean, I just want to stay, I mean, I work from home. Um, I have a full-time job. I'm the IP director at a sheriff's office. You know, want to continue to expand, but but make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm keeping up with the, the demand for my existing clients and, and those that are going to be coming up in the future.
0: Our goal is to, um, well, we have five kids. So we're getting to the point where we want to not be where we're living now and we want to eventually, next couple of years, make a move and I don't want to be tied, we don't want to be tied to where we are and that's what we've been saying about this business, you can do it from anywhere. That's, we're really working towards making this be the full-time because uh, we both have other jobs, if I have a full-time job and she has a full-time job. and. And, um, you know, late hours on this, late and long hours on this on top of that job and <clears throat> and yeah. family. But it's, it's one of the big appeals about getting into this this industry is, you, like you said, we we can do it from anywhere.
1: And that's right. especially helpful now <laughs> that Yeah, you can, do, you can do this from anywhere.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I have a vision board. And so I look at that board every day just about it. And last year I had Recomo on there. And mm. I purchased that EM-1010 on Black Friday. And okay. so I need to go in there and write Recoma again because I <laughs> need a big, I gotta get a bigger machine. Right, you know, so I love it. Workhorse, hey, but to answer your question, I gotta get another Ricoma machine, if not one, two. I'm gonna just put two on the board because that'll make me just go for it. And um, just expand business with the embroidery, thankfully. Uh, even though we started with vinyl and screen printing, within the last six months, business is mostly embroidery now. Thankfully, um,
1: awesome guys, Th- thank you, thank you so much uh, for you guys to spend the uh, hour with us here uh, and to you know learn a little bit about your experience, what you're doing during this whole um, situation, to get ahead of the curve, and wh- where you are working on what what you're doing. To kind of you know uh, keep revenue coming in and keep growing. Um, at the end of the of of this video, I'll actually put all the links in the in the, in the description of the video to kind of where, where to find you guys. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Jason. And, and uh, thank, thank you, Carl. Um, thank so you for your time. Much. And it's been a very insightful conversation. Uh, we, we we hope all to right. do this again soon. All right. All right, guys. That's it for us for today. I hope you found that information helpful, and hopefully, learned a few things from our guest today that you can implement into your custom apparel business. Or if you're starting a custom apparel business or thinking about starting in the custom apparel space, hopefully, you took their advice and are going to implement that into your newest venture. As I mentioned before, I will be putting the social media handles and the website links of our special guests today in the description below, so feel free to check them out there. I also want to remind you, if you enjoyed this content, please give a quick thumbs up to this video and subscribe to our channel, so it really encourages us to continue to do content like this and you can stay up to date with the latest trends. Also, I want to remind you, if you haven't followed us already on social media, especially on Instagram, make sure to follow us there at RecomahQ so that you can keep up to date and be a part of the conversation there. We post there daily. And last but not least, make sure to join our free Facebook group, Embroidery and Custom Apparel Mastery, where there's now over 17,000 embroiderers and custom apparel decorators in there sharing tips, tricks, and their knowledge and insight and experience to help you along with your custom apparel journey. So as always, I hope you found this helpful, and see you guys next time.